Eating the right foods is different for everyone. It's only through trial and error and understanding your own personal health and gut health that makes certain foods right for you. We are on. Hello and welcome back to the Jake Bowler podcast where we talk about mindset, fitness and health. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I'm super grateful, super humbled that everyone is here listening along, applying all the things that I talk about into your daily lives, sharing it with your friends, your family, all that good stuff. I really do appreciate the love and support that you guys have been showing me so far. Keep it up. I love it. This week's quote is proudly brought to you by me and myself, and a good friend of mine as well, actually, who helped me come up with the idea just during a conversation we had a couple weeks ago. Eating the right foods is different for everyone. It's only through trial and error and understanding your own personal health and gut health that makes certain foods right for you. It's simple to put this idea into everyone's heads. You know, eat this, eat that, this is good for you, too much of this is bad for you, but no one ever takes the time to actually listen to their own internal wellness or their gut health or how they're feeling and understand how each of these individual foods and each individual person and how it feels when they eat those certain foods. For, for example, um, I used to smash quick oats or overnight oats or whatever, any sort of oat um, in the morning because you know it's good for you, it's good carb, it's healthy. Yeah, I'd wake up in the morning, have that first thing and then go to the gym, think it's going to fuel me, think I'm going to feel great from it. But never sort of understanding and realizing like how bloated it made me feel, how heavy it made me feel as well. Like my stomach just felt really, uh, you know, the, you know the feelings. Like after eating KFC and your stomach just feels real heavy and gross. Wasn't to that extent. KFC's messed up, but that's how I was feeling after eating oats. And I sort of sat there for two to three hours, even after finishing eating them. Like great, it keeps me satiated and full for a long time, but it's in the wrong way because I'm feeling bloated and shit. That and that's why it, yeah, that's why I was feeling like crap. But it does take, it takes time to work this sort of stuff out. It's not something that you can just wake up and go, bang, oh, like, uh, bananas make my stomach feel terrible. I feel heavy and slow and tired after a banana. Like, it takes time to realize this sort of stuff. You can't just do, do it once and then that's the end of it. But then if you do if you do understand and you start listening to your body and how it all makes you feel, that's when you can start intuitively eating rather than tracking macros and doing all this stuff. You can You know what foods are right for you. Obviously, whole foods and eating the right protein sources and all that sort of stuff is going to be great. Um, but understanding which foods, even though some whole foods are good for you, not everything is going to make your body feel great. And a reason for this, for some people, not for everyone, is that sometimes what can happen is we could be in a state of like an inflammatory response or a state of stress. And then when we go and eat these certain foods over a period of time, for a lengthy period of time, like me, I was eating oats every day. I was probably under a period of stress, whether that's in the gym, physical, mental, whatever it might have been. But then eating that food during that period has caused, a, it potentially might have caused a relationship between my body eating oats and an inflammatory response within my gut or causing like gut problems associated with the oats. That's just one thing that I've that I've read previously. Might not be that, my, my body just might not, might not like oats but something to think about as well. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the importance or the lack of importance of nutrition timing 
around our pre-workout um, meals. I was going to try and actually fit in pre-workout, intra-workout, and post-workout nutrition and meals, but that's going to be way, way too much. I sort of started writing it and was like, holy crap, that's going to be way too much information. So we're going to do pre-workout n- nutrition today, and then we'll delve deep into the other stuff in a later podcast. So this week, I'm just going to start with pre-workout nutrition and cover the others in the coming couple of weeks. Before I do get any further into this, though, there is a lot of controversy around this topic and around nutrition timing in general. All the bros, you know, out there saying, you know, you've got to smash down your protein shake within 30 seconds of finishing your gym workout. Otherwise, you'll lose all your gains and you may as well not have trained at all. And that's just a bit, you know, that's a bit, that's a bit stupid. And then you've got others saying that nutrition timing doesn't matter at all as long as you hit your daily macros and you have your daily protein intake. But I think... F- both of these stances seem way too overly simplified, so I'm just going to disagree with both of them and sort of sit somewhere in the middle and hopefully try and get a better, give you guys a better understanding of why both are probably too simplified and why nutrition timing does, but also doesn't always matter completely, especially in that pre-workout um, nutrition window. First thing we're going to do is we're going to start with considering someone's body fat percentage as a starting point. Those with a higher body fat percentage already have obviously greater fuel sources in reserve as they're holding more fat and adipose tissue more fuel in the body meaning they can get away with eating less food in their pre-workout meal and before working out compare this to someone else who has a much lower body fat let's say like under 10 percent sometimes even people you know crazy people getting under five percent which is ridiculous they have minimal fuel in reserve so they, they, they would require a much higher carbohydrate source or fuel source for their workout and would need to eat sooner after a workout as well to replenish their glycogen stores because they're not they don't have them in reserve as much as someone with a high body fat percentage. The next aspect to consider which can impact nutrient timing is your total daily caloric intake. So again, so someone who is cutting who's got less calories in versus calories out, so they're burning more than they're actually eating, it would be reasonable for them to portion most of their nutrition intake around or at least closer to their training session. This will just ensure that they have this will ensure your performance and recovery are not further impacted or impeded by the overall lower daily energy intake because it's already going to be impacted anyway without even training. So if we can try and optimize your nutrition around your training and get most of your calories in that sort of period, you're going to optimize training and optimize recovery as well around that. This isn't so someone on a high calorie intake should completely disregard all of this and they can eat whenever they want whatever they want but their peri-workout or just nutrition around their workout peri-workout is, uh, peri-workout nutrition is just how i'm going to describe everything around the workout it may be relatively less important than someone who's on a lower calorie intake if that all makes sense a really big factor as well to consider here is which gets overlooked quite a lot actually and i see it all the time but it's actually the it's actually the type of workout that someone's doing. So the intensity, the volume, the style of training that someone's actually doing. The longer and more intense a workout is, such as a hit, like a high intensity interval training style workout, or someone doing a lot more reps, or someone doing like a bodybuilding program where they're sort of aiming for that 10, 12, 15 rep range, they're going to be relying on that, that glycolytic system a lot more, so using a lot more carbohydrates through their workout, versus a powerlifter who's doing a lot less reps, still in the gym for a long time, but they're not sort of... They're not using those glycolytic stores as much as someone who's doing a lot more reps and using a lot more energy. So carbohydrates can be a little bit lower for that pre-workout nutrition for a powerlifter versus someone who's probably doing bodybuilding or high-intensity training, like I said. So now that I've covered most of the different aspects that may impact impact or affect nutrient nutrient timing, let's go. I'll go into more the actual realm of the pre-workout nutrition and what it sort of should involve. 
So most would probably say that pre-workout nutrition, if you're reading the literature, is probably the most important meal to have in terms of your pre-intra or post-workout. They're saying that pre-workout is probably the most important. However, for someone like myself, and I know a lot of other people out there as well do this, like we fast, we don't like eating breakfast, we fast for you know 14 to 16 hours. Fasting has been shown to be great as well, but I just don't eat breakfast because I just hate eating breakfast. I just feel sick and not too great when I do it. And then we train in the morning as well. So we're training fasted, but then also people saying that pre-workout nutrition is the the most op is the, the most important meal of the day. So yes and no, I can see that I can see the stance for yes and I can see the stance for no as well. So that's what I said. It's it's very dependent on your personal preferences, how your body responds to training with and without food. I know some people can't train without food because they get really lightheaded, their glycogen stores deplete really quickly and they just don't feel great, they feel sick when they train in the gym without having food in their stomach. So, for, or for someone like myself, who I love training on an empty stomach, I'll eat a lot of I'll eat a lot of my carbohydrates the night before. So stock up on those the night before. That way, when I go to the gym in the morning, I, those stores are still relatively replenished and full, and it's not going to impact on my workout the next day while I'm fasted training. Before a workout, the most important thing to to include in your actual pre-workout nutrition meal, if you are going to eat that, is all three of your macros. So aiming for some carbs, some fats, and some protein, and also including fiber is not a bad option either, depending on how close you are to training. And then obviously hydrating as much as you can before the workout, so getting some water. So the carbohydrates you should use in your pre-workout nutrition or meal is something on the lower end of the glycemic index, meaning it takes longer to process. Unlike high GI, high glycemic index foods like lollies, which will spike your, your glucose levels, your energy levels really quickly, but then cause them to drop as well really quickly, which will then also cause them to drop really quickly. If you want to get super yeah, complex and into it, you can actually use different transporters of carbohydrates. So getting like a fructose and a glucose transporter included in your pre-workout nutrition. So something like bread, for example, or rice, and then also something like like a piece of fruit is recommended. That way you're using two different transporters to give you the most optimal performance in the gym. The amount of carbs to eat is actually super simple for your pre-workout nutrition. For us in Australia, using kilograms, it makes it even easier. Everyone else using pounds and stuff, you can convert this yourself. But as a minimum, one gram of carbohydrates per kilogram of body weight. If you say weighed 80 kilos, pretty much what I weigh, 80 kilos would be 80 grams of carbohydrates in your pre-workout nutrition. In saying this though, you also have to then consider whether you're cutting or you're bulking, because this could change how much more you need to eat. If you're bulking, it might go up to 100, 120, Cutting, you might go down to 60. You also have to consider your total daily energy, uh, caloric intake. Again, if it's higher, you'll be obviously be on a bulk and you have to take more in. And then also the other factor, which we talked about just before, is what style of training you're actually doing. As a general rule, if your intensity and your duration of your training is gonna be a lot longer, or you're doing legs, for example, which is gonna be a two hour session, you're gonna use a lot of energy. You might need to require more carbohydrates than that one-to-one -one ratio of weight to grams of carbs. Fiber is actually something else to heavily consider in your pre-workout meal and just it should be eaten in moderation too much fiber is just probably going to re result in you bloating and it's going to interfere with that um, absorption of, absorption of nutrition usually what we do is when we have fiber it's usually later in the day or, or at night time that way we can slow down absorption and we can get let that food sort of sit there and be absorbed a lot slower into the body Whereas pre-workout, if we're having that, if we're having all that food and that, that absorption happening really slowly in our stomachs, that's going to really impact us on our on our training and our performance because it's not going to feel very nice. It is recommended to eat around sort of five to fifteen grams 
of fiber in your pre-workout nutritional meal. However, the further, so the further the time is from you training to your meal, so let's say it's a, you're training two hours after you eat, you can sort of push that limit to the sort of 10 to 15 grams if you really wanted to. The same is also said about fat. So fats usually want to have zero to 20 grams of fat in your pre-workout uh, meal. Same thing, too many fats is going to um, impact on your absorption of nutrition as well in the stomach. Again, both of these like fiber and fats can be determined by the, the individual's uh, circumstances as well. Like I said, if you're bulking or you're cutting, what type of training you're doing, when you're training as well. The closer you get to your training, so let's say you're training in half an hour and you still need to get those sort of three macros in, I would sort of probably keep it to almost no fats or like two to five grams. And then same with fiber, I'd be almost cutting it right back to like five grams of fiber if you really had to. Because you just, you really want to, you want to avoid that training digestion overlap. You really don't want that happening during your workout. The next macro to consider is protein, the king of all macros. Before a workout, it is important to create that anabolic environment. Not only will it stimulate the appropriate muscle protein machinery, essentially, to, to get going, tip the balance in favor of synthesis and anabolism instead of proteolysis, which is basically the breakdown of muscle tissue. Because we, we don't want to be using that muscle tissue as a, as a fuel source. We want to make sure that protein and stuff's already there. We're using carbs and all that sort of good stuff to, to fuel ourselves and don't have to rely on any, any other stores. It's usually recommended we eat between sort of 0.4 to 0.7 or 0.5 to 0.8 to make it easier. Uh, grams of protein per kilogram, again, so 80 kilos, let's say we just make it 0.5, you're eating 40 grams of protein in your, in your pre-workout uh, meal. Another thing to really think about here is like having complete sources of protein, things like whey, meat, poultry, fish, eggs, whatever it might be, trying to avoid all the other stuff. The timing of all these meals is actually super important but it can also make things the slightest bit more complex when deciding what to eat and how much to eat. So I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to attempt to simplify it. The ideal window for your pre-workout meal, for starters, is 30 to 120 minutes. So 30 minutes to two hours before working out. It seems like a massive window, but what... So let me explain. So for protein, we can eat between 0.45 to 0.75 grams per kilogram of body weight. For carbs we can eat one gram per kilogram of body weight. And then for fiber, we can have five to 15 grams and then fat, we can have zero to 20 grams, okay? Now, as an example, because I know all of us love examples, including myself, examples and dot points, the best things in the world. Let's say we have 30 minutes before we're going to train. We're gonna do an arm session, we're doing a hypertrophy session that'll last roughly about an hour, for example. So 30 minutes before we train, I would recommend sitting at the lower end of all the targets it's not long before training and we don't want to have all that food sitting in our stomach and we don't want to interfere with performance and we don't want to interfere with digestion. Both are important, but we don't want to interfere with both of those. So I would say, let's go with zero. I would go with, for me personally, I'd go 0.45 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. I'd go one gram of carbs per kilogram of body weight coming from easy digesting sources of, of carbohydrates. That could be something that sits well with your body. Could be rice. It could be fruit is a really good one to go with. It's really easy to digest. And then I'd probably just go five grams of fiber and five grams of fat, like keep it really low on the end. Um, make sure we're getting the protein and the carbs in as the main fuel source anyway. Conversely, let's say I'm now training an hour and a half after eating, so I've got plenty more time. I would definitely just go right to the other, the higher end, not the complete higher end of the other spectrum, because for me personally, too many fats, and too much fiber is gonna sit with me for the next two, three hours, and I don't want that happening anywhere in my workout. So 
hour before we're working out or hour and a half before we're working out even like I said, go to the higher end of all those variables to optimize your physiological environment and provide adequate energy and fuel to drive optimal performance in the gym. A lot of information there, but I hope that sort of all made sense. Gave a couple of examples. You can go back, you can rewind it, you can write down a few of those things that I've spoken about. But that is going to wrap up this week's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed that, listening to it. It was a lot of information. Tried to simplify it as much as possible because I could speak about this topic for hours and hours. Like I said, I was going to do all three um, like peri-workout meals, but I would have sat here for the next two or three hours and I did not want to do that. that. You guys wouldn't have sat here for two hours and listened to my voice anyway, so I don't blame you. Like I said, I'll continue this little mini-series. It'll be like this episode and two other episodes, um, I believe, at this point. There's not really much else I want to speak about peri-workout nutri- nutrient timing, but the next one will be an intra-workout nutri- nutrient timing, which is sort of like that where we have food during the workout. We have liquids during the workout to help fuel our performance. Probably be a bit of a shorter episode just because there's not as much to talk about compared to the pre-workout and post-workout nutrients. If you found any of this information helpful or useful or any of my other episodes useful as well, please go share them with your friends and family. Take a photo, put it up on your Instagram, put it up on Facebook, whatever it might be. Share it with everyone. I would really, really appreciate the support and the love. I'm super grateful and humbled to be bringing you all this information and just sharing it with you all. At the time of launching this podcast, I'm going to be hopefully having my free training and nutrition guide up for all of you to grab, all of you to download. If it's not, it's just because I'm having website difficulties because I'm not that great with website development. So flick me, flick me a message on either Instagram or whatever it is and I can just send you through the, a copy of the PDF and you can just download it straight through um, whatever platform it is you, you contact me on. Otherwise, it'll be, on, it'll be on the store once I actually get it working and you can just click, down, click add to cart for free and download it. Pretty simple. For those of you that want to dive any deeper into any of these concepts or any of the similar concepts that I've been using in the last, in the other few podcasts, if you want to learn all the tools and the knowledge to design your own meal plans, design your own workouts that are optimal for you and your body to get you progressing in the gym as fast as you can, as best you can, without injury, without having to worry about going to a personal trainer every single week, feel free to flick me a DM on Instagram saying ready or just, just message me. I'll happily talk to, talk to you. We can organize a free call with myself to see if the course Ascend that I'm running is right for you. It might not be right for everyone, so I'm not going to accept everyone. But flick me a message. Let me know what you think. And again, I really appreciate all the support. And until next time, peace. <laughs>